In this episode, we discuss empathy. What does it mean to be an empath? Is that a real thing? Is it the same as being an intuitive or is it different? We also address some of the strange controversies surrounding if this is just a trauma response or if being an empath is a real thing. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey Jay, guess what? It's season four. Can you believe it? How did we get here? I, I don't know, but it's been a magical journey. I, I know I enjoyed it. I just don't remember any of it. I think. <laughs> well, I blacked out for most of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought we would do kind of a fun hot topic today. Yes. This is something that both you and I get tagged in a lot on social media, and it has become a bit of a, a sort of TikTok trend, but like on both sides of the issue, and we get tagged in both sides. Exactly. It's it is actually like sort of more complicated than people actually think that it is. Yeah. A lot of the times when I'm being tagged, I'm like, I think you think I'm going to defend in one way and I probably won't. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So let's, let's reveal what it is and not be so mysterious for a moment. Right. Here. But it is the idea of being an empath. Yeah. So controversial. Okay. So there are so, there's this TikTok trend. There's two TikTok trends. Okay. One is to make a TikTok video with like dramatic music in the background. I can hear the music in my head. You probably can too, Jamie. If you are TikTok people like us, you know the music I'm talking about. Yes. I will spare you. We'll post some of them also. Like when when this airs, we'll post a couple. Exactly. So there's like dramatic music in the background and it's like, you know, you realize you're an empath because you picked up on this thing. Okay. Right. Now, when I'm saying that, it doesn't sound bad. That sounds normal, right? Yeah. Except that that part of our community that you and I are always kind of fighting up against, that that sort of gatekeeps things and makes things seem more, I don't don't want to say more special than they are because intuition is incredibly special. And I want to break all of this down, but they sort of make it like they have a superpower other people don't have. And some of the things they're like acting like are amazing are actually quite basic. Right. Well, that's where the gatekeeping comes in is that they're, all of this is magical. It is special, but it doesn't mean that only certain amount of people have it. Everyone has it. It can still be magical. That's like the, that's the whole sort of like scarcity of human mindset. The American capitalism mindset is that like for anything to be special, it has to be scarce. I love that point. That's that's a really good point. I hadn't connected those dots together. And I think that's why this strikes a nerve. Correct. So there are these people creating these videos. Now, some of them are really cute. I like some of them. Some of them yep. are like on base. Um, and some of them I kind of question like, what is the point of this? Because I think right. the point of it is to make yourself look really special, which I don't really technically have a problem with. But sometimes I get like... I get like my feathers ruffled a bit when you're using intuition for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just sort of a strange flex. Yeah. 
So then what happens is like on the other side of this are people making fun of and mocking people doing the I'm an empath thing with like, and they're, they're using the same dramatic music and following the same format, except it's like very obvious things that are clearly not anything like common sense. Right. Okay. So I am tagged on both sides of these. I'm also, and I know you are too, we're also tagged frequently in videos. There's also this trend where they're saying there's no such thing as being intuitive or an empath. It's just a trauma response. Yeah, exactly. Everything's a trauma response. Well, spoiler alert. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't mean you're not empathic and intuitive. So I want to address all of those things here in this episode, I want to actually talk about what empathy is and what being an empath is and what it means to actually be intuitive, because this is a thing in this world, in the like intuitive world where none of the terms work anymore. Exactly. I was just thinking about how empath is a term, like so many terms in this culture or this industry or whatever you want to call it, that everything is so polarized. You either love it or you hate it. You can't say I'm an empath without someone saying, oh, really? Oh, me too. Oh, tell me more about that. Or someone rolling their eyes at you and thinking you're a lunatic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. I I know exactly what you mean. And it's very frustrating because like as somebody, both of us have, have dealt with this. I'll say my experience and I'd like to hear you vocalize yours. When somebody says, what do you do? What's your title? I, we all struggle because I'm not going to say psychic because that term is awful and has, and it, it was kidnapped. Right. 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 If I say which that's not accurate either. And we have an episode on the ter- these terms, these witchy terms that were all kidnapped and you can listen to right. it. It's, it's really worth a listen. It's really awesome and educational, but a witch was not ever something special. That was just like someone with a lot of knowledge, usually. Right. Like, right. right. So then you think, okay, what are the terms? And I tend to use like intuitive or something, but then there are people who are like kind of using the stuff in a yucky way who start using those kinds of terms and it starts to become uncomfortable. So I think the term empath, which I do like, but the term has sort of become something that represents meaning that you're very intuitive. Right. right. Em- empathy and intuition are different. Correct. Yes, they are. So it becomes this thing with like, what do we call ourselves? Well, and it's also like you can sort of decide if you want to take back a term. If you really felt like you were a psychic, Heather, you could say, you could just decide. That's what I feel like I'm comfortable with. That's what I'm calling myself. Except you also then have to realize how that term sounds to other people. And that has to be something that you're okay with. So you can say whatever you want and you can call yourself whatever you want. But when I'm, when I'm thinking about that, like, what do I call myself? How do I identify myself to other people? What do I do? I am taking into account what, how other people are going to perceive it because they don't know what my perception is. Yeah. And especially when you are doing it professionally, right? It's one thing if you're like trying to find the term and it's, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like belittle that experience if you're not doing it professionally, but like you're trying to find a term to describe what you are. 
right? right. Or how you operate. Right. But it's another to be like, I'm going to now kind of advertise myself as this right? so that people can find me. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. When people call themselves a psychic, I'm immediately skeptical of them. Now, I don't only judge them based on that. I do more research. You know me. I'm a researcher forever and ever. <laughs> but I'm automatically like, ooh, because most people in this community don't like that term. Right. It, and it's been so sort of twisted and weaponized that you have to be on alert when you hear that term for good or for bad, right or wrong. You just, it's just how that word's been manipulated. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like the whole, like if you think about when you think of a psychic, right? If you're not somebody who's like in this business and somebody says psychic, people are going to conjure up an image that I'm going to say a word that I realize is not an okay term anymore, but I'm going to use it in reference to this, but you, people start to picture what they're told a gypsy is. Right. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the archetype that we've been taught. It's wrong. It's racist, but that's, that's the imagery that has been given. And it's a completely constructed by patriarchy image. Correct. The crystal ball, the, the things that are being read, like all of this is to diminish what's actually happening right when exactly. you're using your intuition right yeah. so mm-hmm. all of this plays into a part when i'm tagged in these videos i'm always like it would take me 45 minutes which is why it's a whole episode right to to explain because i'm actually not on the side of some of these weird videos that are describing empathy in a way that isn't what empathy is or exactly what intuition is right exactly <laughs> right or they're like gatekeeping it or they're making it like this different special thing. But I'm also not on the side of, of like kind of making fun of it. I, I mean, I don't mind if you're poking fun at intuitive people that, I mean, who cares? Right. That's fine. Right. Where I do get like, Ooh, is that there's clear patriarchal values coming into some of these videos saying that like empathy and intuition aren't real things are just trauma responses. That isn't actually accurate either. Right. So I wanted to go through all of that with you. I love it. Let's do it. My hope is that, you know, I think most of the people listening are find themselves on the side of like, well, I think I am an empath and I think I am intuitive or I have some of these qualities or I'm into that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that you listen to this episode and when these sort of questions come up or you're seeing these things on social media and, and people are bringing this up, that this is stuff that you can use to explain or to at least understand yourself. Right. Exactly. Okay. So the first thing that I want to explain here is that intuition saying that you're intuitive and I say it. Okay. But saying that you're like, Oh, I'm intuitive to say that you have like stronger intuitive abilities. Like when you're meaning that isn't really accurate. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Because everyone's intuitive. Because we've been so taught that intuition is this special thing. It's in it like from either side, right? That it's special, it's gatekept, it's elite. Mm-hmm. So now you feel like you have to decide, am I intuitive or am I not intuitive? And that's not the case. Right. It's kind of like saying like, oh, I'm an oxygen breather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like every human being is designed with intuition and ego. Like, and that's just desire and fear. You know what I mean? Like, so right. every single human being is intuitive. There's not a human that isn't intuitive. 
Exactly. What I feel like would be a more accurate thing if I could propose is to say, instead of saying you're intuitive, to say, I'm very in touch with my intuition. Exactly. Or I'm very like tuned into my intuition or tapped in or something like that. Exactly. And what this yep. kind of reminds me of is how some people will say, oh, I'm very emotional. Mm. Okay. Now, some people mean that in the way that they're like, I'm not in control of my emotions. And some people mean that in the way of I'm very in touch with my emotions. Right, exactly. So we've created a term called emotional intelligence. And what that means is people who are are really in tune and aware of their, their emotions, but know how to manage them, know how to handle them, like have that intelligence of like what to do and not be so reactionary to everything. That's what we call emotional intelligence, right? Right. And, and, and for the record, everyone has emotions, <laughs> whether, <laughs> I mean, you, we all have emotions, just like we all have intuition. It just depends on whether you feel capable of managing them or if you were taught that, or if you feel like out of control with them. Mm -hmm. I think every single person that I have ever met who describes themselves as, or is described as like non-emotional is incredibly emotional. They are just like really struggling to express it. That's a very good point. That's why these terms are tough, right? But somebody who's emotionally intelligent just understands like how human behavior works and how emotions work in the body. And they're able to understand that in a way that they kind of are more in control of how they act when they're feeling emotions, right? Yep. So I think we should start also saying they are intuitively intelligent. Yeah, I love it. Because then you know what to do with your intuition. Because- I know some incredibly intuitive people who have no freaking idea what to do with it. And I would say the biggest sign to me that someone is very intuitive, but doesn't have like, and I know intelligence, if I'm saying you don't have an intuitive intelligence, it almost sounds offensive. I don't mean that. I just mean like you don't have the right information or the right tools, right? right? Mm -hmm. Someone like the biggest sign to me is someone who's afraid of stuff that they're sensing. Right. Exactly. They just don't know what to do. That's kind of like being afraid of dealing with your emotions right? Yep. So it's, it's that same thing. So I think if we start using terms like this, like, Oh, I'm really just, I'm just really in touch with my intuition. or I'm just really intuitively intelligent. Um, that is a way better way to describe it because then it doesn't discount anybody or anything. It doesn't make it exclusive. It's just like, because I would describe myself as both of those things. I am incredibly in touch with my intuition. I think I was born that way. But I also study it and learn about it and spend a lot of time working on it, right? Right. In addition, I understand how intuition works on a very deep kind of mechanical level. And I understand how to operate it and use it in the world. So that makes me intuitively intelligent as well. So it's something that I have both of. So I think sometimes people kind of get lost in what they are because maybe you're more one than the other. Right, exactly. Yep. I know people who are very intuitively intelligent who are not very in touch with their intuition. Exactly. That's what I was just sort of like thinking around in my head as you were talking is that there really is, or there can be a pretty strong disconnect in people just because you're intuitive doesn't mean you know how to be intuitive or what to do with it or how to protect your energy when you're doing it. I mean, there's a lot that comes with working on that stuff. Yeah. And you live in a society 
that discounts that, that does not teach you about that and conditions you to believe a lot of wrong things about how your intuition operates. And I don't care if you're like seeing dead people as a kid or not. That's not what we're referring to. That's one very specific form of how intuition works, right? Right. But you're conditioned to believe. And like, how often do we have conversations, Jamie, where I'm saying to you, no, you are intuitive, just not that way. Because we're all seeing like, oh, I'm not intuitive in this one lane and it doesn't look exactly like that. So therefore, I don't think I'm intuitive. Not true. Right, exactly. And we have conversations like that all the the time. Um, But I think it also should be noted that when we're saying you don't know how to use your your intuition in that marks intuitive intelligence, we're not saying, you know, that we should sort of put the patriarchy patriarchy on it and like, you know, make it methodical and have certain ways to do it. And that you're only intuitively intelligent if you do X, Y, and Z. We're not saying that we're not saying like, you you know, to overthink it or overanalyze it. We're just saying that there's a lot more to just like thinking you're intuitive or being intuitive. Excellent. Excellent point. Very, very worth making. The last thing we need to do here is to bring more patriarchal bullshit into the intuitive world. It's, it's a problem already. We talk about it all the time. It's the reason I'm not, you know, defending every single empath TikTok that I get tagged in. Right. Because the whole thing of like making it exclusive and making intuition something that like, is not accessible to everyone. And, you know, I've said this a ton of times, but I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it. If you're going to someone who's using their intuition in a way that like you have to continuously go to them to get that information, you are seeing someone who is not using their intuition in in an honest way. Oh, they're taking advantage of you. They're 100% taking advantage of you. So, and an example of that would be like, um, oh, I'm going to this practitioner who's going to, you know, study me and like scan me to see what, what problems I have. And when I'm with them, they tell me all the problems. They remove the problems or do the thing to magically fix the problem. And then I go away and have to wait till the next time I see them to do that again. It's the only way I can get better. And right. that might sound like I'm exaggerating, but I know you can, you can back me up on this, that you and I see this constantly in this world. Yeah, all the time. It would be like if I, as a Reiki practitioner, made my clients feel like I had to see them once a week forever, when really what I should be doing is saying, you know, we'll have, we'll see each other once a week for Reiki, and then we'll taper off to once every other week, and then once a month, and then once every six months, and then you can let me know like when you have a problem, something like that, you know? Exactly. And and even deeper than that, when you're doing Reiki, you're, you're helping somebody do their healing. You're not doing right. their healing. You're, you're a medium to help them do their healing. Right. Excellent point. It's not just like a report or something. Right. It's not like you, and this is for anyone who's getting Reiki or any kind of energy work, right? If right. you're going to someone, they are helping you heal. If you're going to someone who's doing the healing for you, Right. That's where the problem is. I mean, it sounds like I'm splitting hairs, but it's so big and it's so major and it's such a problem. And, you know, people might think that it doesn't happen that often, but I still have people call me to say that they were told 
by a you know practitioner that they have a curse on them and they were they're so devastated because they'll never find love or be healthy or whatever until the curse is removed and that they have to go to that person for 10 more ses- sessions at $100 a pop to remove the co- the curse that is that should be illegal that's not true right or even there are practitioners out there now talking to people about covid and telling them that that they can't get COVID or that they'll protect them against COVID. Yeah. And then guess what? That person gets COVID because that's not how it works. We've seen that. Yes. For, yeah, that's not have. a random example. James just leaving out details yeah. to protect. People. No, we have seen that. And it's, it, that's when you're taking advantage of people. It's a problem. It yeah. is a problem. Your intuitive abilities should be used to help support somebody else as they do their own work. Always. Yeah. That's what I say on my website is I don't want to heal you. I want to teach you how to heal yourself. Like I just want to provide a space where you can heal, where you can let go of the trauma, the blocks, where you can then call in the healing, the relaxation. I mean, putting yourself in like the guru position is straight ego. It's gross. I hate it. I want to talk about what the actual definition for empathy is because- as all of this is muddy, the idea that an empath and somebody who's very intuitive is the same thing is also wrong. So I wanted to talk about that. Right. The actual definition of empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Right. I've always, I was always taught that empathy is, is like a upgraded sympathy. It's like feeling badly for someone, but doing so and because you're able to put yourself in their position. So it's like empathy is when you can see someone's pain or their predicament, not only just because you observe it and say like, oh, that sucks, mm-hmm. sorry, but because you can see how it would feel from where they are. So you're like removing your shit from it. Yes. Uh, that's so perfect. Sometimes you segue me so well that I'm like, wait, did I send her notes about this? I don't think I did. You did uh, not. Because I thought I would actually play a clip for you. And this is of Brene Brown speaking oh, about, love. right? I thought you would like that. She's actually talking about empathy. She's explaining it, but she's also explaining sympathy and the difference a little bit as well, because I think this is important. And I'd like to discuss what she says about this with you. I think we should also note that Brene Brown is a perfect example of someone who would never necessarily call themselves intuitive, but is doing such like heartfelt, extreme emotional work, but like very clinically, very like sociologically. She's like sort of the perfect crossroads of science and intuition. I 100% agree. Okay, let's listen to what Dr. Brene Brown has to say here, and then let's discuss it. Okay. So what is empathy and why is it? very different than sympathy. Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. Empathy, it's very interesting. Teresa Wiseman is a nursing scholar who studied professions, very diverse professions where empathy is relevant and came up with four qualities of empathy. Perspective taking, the ability to take the perspective of another person or, or recognize their perspective as their truth. Staying out of judgment, not easy when you enjoy it as much as most of us do recognizing emotion in other people and then communicating that empathy is feeling with people. And to me, I always think of empathy as this kind of sacred space 
when someone's kind of in a deep hole and they shout out from the bottom and they say, I'm stuck, it's dark, I'm overwhelmed. And then we look and we say, hey, I'm down. I know what it's like down here and you're not alone. Sympathy is, ooh, it's bad, uh uh-huh. No, you want a sandwich? Um, Empathy is a choice and it's a vulnerable choice because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. Rarely, if ever, does an empathic response begin with at least. I had a, yeah. And we do it all the time because you know what? Someone just shared something with us that's incredibly painful and we're trying to silver lining it. I don't think that's a verb, but I'm using it as one. We're trying to put the silver lining around it. So I had a miscarriage. At least, you know, you can get pregnant. I think my marriage is falling apart. At least you have a marriage. (laughs) John's getting kicked out of school. At least Sarah is an A student. But one of the things we do sometimes in the face of very difficult conversations is we try to make things better. If I share something with you that's very difficult, I'd rather you say, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just so glad you told me. Because the truth is, rarely can a response make something better. What makes something better is connection. Wow. Pretty great, right? That's incredible. So there's a a couple of points I want to unpack that shows there. The first is the clear difference between empathy and sympathy, because I feel like that is important to note. Yeah, agreed. Sympathy is hearing about something that happened to someone else or observing it and feeling like that must suck for you. Right. Empathy is something so much bigger than that. Empathy is going, I'm going to try to find a place in myself that connects to your pain and feel some of it too. Yep. That's exactly what it is. This is important because empaths don't do this on purpose. People who are being called empaths using this term, right? Right. You are highly empathic. You don't, you don't go, you know what? Let me use empathy instead of sympathy here. No. (laughs) Plenty of us. Yeah. Most of us, I would say, I was going to say plenty, but I'm going to change it to most. Most of us would actually prefer to maybe start with sympathy and then go to empathy, but we're not designed in that way. The more empathic you are, the more just hearing or observing or feeling um, any kind of story or energy or anything, you just automatically bring that into yourself. Exactly. It's why empathic people have a lot of trouble watching the news. Right. It's because you're not hearing a story on the news about something like a mother losing her child. You're not hearing that and going, that sucks for that mother. No, you have like a stomach ache about it. You hear it and go, what would that feel like if it happened to me? And you don't try. It just automatically happens. Yep. Okay. That is what empathy is. I also realized while listening to this, that that's why a lot of people get mad at me (laughs) It's because, you know, especially in today's world, there's so much to complain about and to be upset about. And when sometimes when someone's complaining to me, 
I automatically am in like a state of empathy. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can understand why someone's doing X, Y, and Z. And when I bring that to someone else's perspective, they don't want to hear about it. They just want me to be mad with them, which I'm all for doing most of the time. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's almost when someone doesn't want to problem solve, they just want to vent or complain. Empathy makes it hard to do that because you can see, you don't have to excuse it. It doesn't make it right, but you can see why someone might be doing something. I think that's a fantastic point. I I wasn't looking at it from that perspective either. And the funny thing about what you're saying, and I want to, I want to explain it more is that for me personally, I, that's one of the reasons I like being around empaths. It's almost like a license to complain, but the person is going to empathize with whoever I'm complaining about. That makes me feel better. Right. Because it's not gossiping. Yeah. You know, the person's like seeing you and holding space for you if they're truly empathizing. Right. It's like, you know, when someone starts a conversation and they're like, I love this person. I really, really do. I just need to like vent about them for, and they have to like keep saying it. Yep. That's because they don't feel like the person they're speaking to is going to also have empathy for that person. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of right. this interesting thing. And I, I think that it, what you're stumbling upon here might be an example of intuitive intelligence, right? Exactly. If you are very intuitively intelligent, you want the person who you're venting to or talking to or explaining something to, to have empathy on both sides. Right. And being intuitively intelligent, I can tell if you're looking just to gossip or if you really need, you're just looking for like the space to be held so you can get out whatever's upsetting you and that you're not making a grand statement about this person. Exactly. Exactly right. You're, you're automatically trying to figure out if, if you should hold space for this person, if you should offer solutions to this person, if you should be mad with them, if you should defend, right? Like you're, if you are intuitively intelligent, you are looking for that because your intuition helps you seek how to serve other people. Right. Right. So that's going to happen. But if you're not intuitively intelligent, then you are going to not want that. You're going to want someone to like kind of support you in playing the victim of whatever is happening. Excellent point. Excellent point. So I, I think that that is an incredibly important line to draw. Agreed. Yeah. All right. I want to talk more about this. And I also want to talk about the difference between empathy and intuition, but I think we should take a quick break first and then come back and unpack that. What do you think? Yeah. Love it. We'll be right back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. You know what goes great? 
great with podcast listening. A great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop. Yep. Beans roasted in-house. Amazing baristas. You know where I'm talking about. Restoration coffee. Can we go? Yes. I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh. I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Yeah. Check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week's obsessed is not TikTok related, although a little bit. Everything is TikTok related, I guess. I mean, in our world, it is. (laughs) But I was thinking about what, what we've been obsessed about. And if we're being really honest, all we're talking about lately is COVID. I know. And we went back and forth about whether we should have this be an obsessed segment so we actually don't don't like fast forward because like you're so sick of hearing about it <laughs> because we we actually want to talk about um, what it's like to feel obsessed about it all the time and kind of make fun of ourselves a little bit about it. Yeah, well, and we live in we live in generally the same place, but we live in different places. I live in more of a city. You live in more of a suburb. Like Jamie's a city girl and I'm a country girl. So if you're casting us for your lifetime movies, please note that. <laughs> Yes, please. Um, But I mean, we have a very similar experience, but also different in some ways. And um, it's, it's just, there's so many different components to COVID right now that it's like, I just want to stop thinking about it for a minute. Well, it's become like inescapable again. Like for a while, it was like there was hope and there was a plan and it felt like it was moving in a direction and we were following the steps. And then with this latest variant it seems just like like not only are are we like frustrated but it's kind of like the government and the cdc and basically the patriarchy is kind of just like we give up just get it just everyone get it i guess well i mean that's what uh, that's that's the energy i'm feeling around me is everyone's just sort of like giving into it and I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> nor am I. I mean, I'm sure if you've listened to episodes, you know that Heather and I are not ones to give in to things. Especially, especially really. when it's patriarchally driven. We're like, not going with right. that. Right. It's just and then and then you add the the layer of like we are two intuitive girls. And so so then I'm think then we're thinking about it from like very broad perspectives of like, well this is like part of the breakdown of this society that we all knew was coming astrologically. We've all talked about it. We know there's going to be this big breakdown so we can like rebuild, but then like living it, like actually living it day to day, it's overwhelming. Well, and just to like say that back to you in a slightly different way, (laughs) we're, we're comforting ourselves in a pandemic by reminding each other that this is the breakdown of society we right. where it was coming. That's not actually comforting. No, it's, it's, I literally have moments where I'll like Marco Polo Heather and be like, this is the dystopia and we're all pretending like it's not. And like the, and like the stronger your reaction to that is, is probably how like more radical you are against COVID, against vaccines, against masks, because it feels so overwhelming to watch this. Mm -hmm. 
but then you're contributing to the problem, right? Cause you're not helping. You're just resisting. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. this whole thing, this whole layered thing. Right. Because you're, you're angry. Like I, I go through the, the whole thing of being like angry that there so many people are like against doing this stuff. And then I go into the place because being empathic is exhausting. Right. Where right. then you're like feeling bad for them because they are kind of like clearly being misled and like, <laughs> it, it's just this whole thing. So there's, it, it's not like, you can escape the emotional roller coaster of it either. You're always on it. And even when you have those moments, because we both have them where we're like, you know what? We're not going to worry about it anymore. We're just going to live our lives and do all the right things. And then 20 minutes later, you're like in the fetal position because the school just sent out something that's like, Meh, we don't have any teachers. We'll just stick all the kids in the auditorium together. Like, <laughs> Oh, exactly. So it's, it's just, it's exhausting. But just to bring it to a lighter note for a second, I'm I'm just curious if our listeners do this thing that Jamie and I do. It's this weird way to comfort ourselves, and it doesn't make any sense, but we both do it. <laughs> I think it's going to sound weird. It's going to sound really weird. But anytime we are talking to the other one and we cough or sneeze or sniff, we say, oh, coronavirus, every single time. And I don't know why, but it makes us both feel better to say we have it. Why? I haven't I, because I I have no I have no idea. There's some sort of like there, there's such a level of paranoia <laughs> that, that that I feel like if I say it out loud, I'm like claiming it and owning it <laughs> and like making it not true, right? Like, oh, it's just a joke, jokes. I'm making jokes about this. You know, it makes me feel better, but it's very weird. Yeah, I think it might be because. The script on the inside of our heads is so worried about it and obsessed with it that to say it out loud is kind of like, let me just give you a glimpse into my psyche for a moment and I'm going to laugh after I say it so that it seems better. But like literally every time I sneeze, I'm like, oh shit, I got the wrong. thinking about it. Right. Right. So I don't know. I'm just curious if other people do that. Um, I'm curious if you guys do the thing where you can't even deal with it and you send your best friend a 20 minute Marco Polo about how the world is ending. And then an hour later, you're like, you know what? I'm not even worried about it anymore. I'm just going to live my, like, do you guys do that too? Or is it just us? It's probably a lot of people. I would imagine. It's got to be. I want to know your best coping skills. I'm kind of running out of them at this point. Right. And don't say like that it doesn't exist and that my coping skill is to like ignore it because that's not a choice. That's 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 adding to the problem right now. But like, how do we as like rational, intuitive, empathetic people, how do you how do we cope like this for so long? Do you guys run out of the ability to pretend we're not living in a hellscape every once in a while? Because like sometimes like something really like silly happens or like people are worried about something that is like clearly not a big deal. And I have this like flash of of, like consciousness of like, what that doesn't matter. We're living in a post pandemic hellscape. Like exactly. That happens to me all the time. (laughs) Let me go learn a TikTok dance. That will be how I deal with it. (laughs) So if we're honest, this is what we're obsessed with. And I'm not we're not saying it's healthy. We're just, we're trying to give you something to maybe empathize with or relate to. 
We'd love to hear feedback on how you're dealing with it. If you can relate to the weird things that Jamie and I do, if it's, if it's not just us, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Let us know. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about empathy. I'm going to say versus intuition. That doesn't really make sense, but the fact that those are two different things, but that they go together. They really, I think that this is a hard thing for people to understand because they really do lend themselves to each other, but they are different. And I think noting the difference is important. Exactly. Okay. So empathy is sort of, I sort of think of it as like an element to a lot of people who are intuitive, but not all of them. Yes. Agreed. Okay. So empathy is the ability to take whatever someone else's experience is, right? However they're feeling or whatever they're going through and find how it connects to something that you feel. Exactly. So it's when you see the devastating story of a mother who lost her child on the news, it's then having this flash happen to you where you feel what it would feel like for a second in your imagination to lose your child. And you start to feel the pain of that mother, even though it's not actually happening to you. Right. Okay. Intuition is the ability to take in information and to take in energy and to just bring it in without conscious thought. Yes. So these are different, but they're elements that tend to go together. And I feel like people struggle with these terms and they're like, oh, empaths are saying that they have magical abilities. And like some of them do, but not all of them. And also not all very intuitive people are empathic. Those are the people who are tricking people for their money, saying they're cursed. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? So they're right. different. I would say the majority of people who are highly intuitive are also highly empathic. Yes. Agreed. But it's not across the board and it's not even stakes because it also depends on how emotionally intelligent and intuitively intelligent you are. That's going to sort of create this like cocktail of a human being. Right. I mean, there's so many components that go into everybody's personality and everybody's energetic field and all everybody is so different. But I mean, you don't even have to be sort of ill-intended to be an intuitive person with no empathy. And then that means you're going to take advantage of people. Yes, that definitely absolutely happens. But it could also be that you don't have the coping skills to, to manage your own empathy. So you shut it off. You probably at a very young age learned to turn it off because it was way too much for you to manage. No one taught it to you. You weren't able to learn it. And so you're intuitive. You're getting these hits, these downloads. You're able to tap into different energies but maybe you don't have the empathy to help you process all of that. Yes, that is, that is perfect. And what I'll compare it to, because I think people understand this maybe a little bit better is emotion, right? There are people in this world who are incredibly emotional, meaning something happens and they have a big emotional reaction. It's sort of like, your capacity to feel is just dialed up and you feel good and bad more than other people. Right. Right. Okay. Not everyone who feels those emotions. So in in such a big way is incapable of leaving the house, but some of them are right. And it doesn't mean they're lesser or there's anything wrong with them. It's that they're 
they're like you were saying, like the skills that they have or what they've turned off or what they believe to be useful or not or safe or not are different than someone who feels those really powerfully and is fine out in the world. Right. Exactly. So it's the same here with empathy. It's the same here with intuition. If you are someone who can't watch the news, right? I am going to suspect that you are most likely intuitive, but it's not guaranteed. I just know, okay, you're very empathic. Yeah, uh, same. I, yeah, exactly. You're going to need to follow up to figure out, oh, is this person very like in touch with their intuition as well? Because just like you said, someone might have turned it off at a young age. A lot of people turn off their intuition and their empathy, like or one or the other, or use one without the other because that's what feels safe. So it's, it's not a hard and fast rule. And I think that's why it's hard to use these terms and to nail it down and describe it. It's because it's something that we all have. It's just that we all use it differently and we all have different skills and conditioning around it. And I think we should also note that both intuition and emotions, you know, and the, the emotions lead to empathy, right? I think intuition and emotions are both things that in this society have been shunned, you know, told that we're told there's some things that, you know, make us weak. Mm-hmm. Women in particular are labeled as emotional, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's like a double, it's like a double whammy of subjugating women. And I think that it, it's, it should be noted that both of those things are frowned upon. So to have skills related to both of those things, you have to work for it in the society generally. Yeah. And you, and you have to work for it. And you also have to work through the things that you have been taught that tell you the wrong way, right? They tell you that those are bad things. Right. Exactly. And you know, it gets even further confusing for people because your feelings are connected to your intuition. Exactly. But that does not mean that if you have big feelings that you're very connected to your intuition, it really depends on how emotionally intelligent you are. Right. You can have the biggest feelings in the world and it can end up like rotting your life away because you don't know how to manage them. Yeah. I I think I I'm thinking of someone in particular that I know a, a relative of mine, who's a wonderful person. One of the most emotional people I have ever met. Also, very wrapped up in their own experience of their emotion and not able to then empathize and and use intuition to go further with it. Right. Because you can't see outside of yourself because it's so big that it's impossible, quote unquote, impossible to get beyond your own processing of all that. Yeah. That's why people who are experiencing high levels of anxiety have trouble being empathic and intuitive or like taking in the information and knowing what to do with it when they're in that place, because it's, it's so encapsulating just the feeling you're feeling at the moment. Right. Right. Yep. And that doesn't mean that those people are doing something wrong or it like, if you you're in that state that you're lesser, certainly not. That's incredibly unfair. And I think that sort of judgmenty notion comes in in the intuitive world a little bit, and it becomes right. part of the problem of why people are making fun of people making these videos being empathic. Right, exactly. That's not how this works. <laughs> That's and also victim blaming. Right, and if you if you've worked to get yourself 
through all the messaging of probably your family, of this society and culture of the whole world. Mm -hmm. And you're finally at a place where you realize, oh, I'm an empath and I can witness for people and I can experience for people and hold space for them. That might feel like such a big triumphant thing that you want to go on TikTok and tell people about it. You know, for, for like, for me, that's something I've always been able to do. I'm just very naturally empathic. That's not something that I would think to like brag about. It's just sort of like my operating procedure, standard operating procedure. But like, if that's something that you've worked towards and overcome, make the damn TikTok. I'm proud of you. Yeah, because you probably, in order to admit that, you probably had to do a lot of work. Yes. So the fact that you're making a video about being empathic, I am going to clap for you all the time for that. Right. The problem in here is Mm -hmm. the the ones that are so odd and misrepresent intuition and empathy. Right. And clearly are created to make other people feel bad. That's where there's the line. Exactly. Because there, there's sort of two problems we're fighting here. One is people saying, you know, like being on the side of the patriarchy, t- trying to discount intuition. Right. Like we're fighting that problem. We're also fighting people in the intuitive world who do not do any research, do not actually know what they're talking about, and they're representing something that's incredibly important. So we're, it, we're like fighting this like misinformation in two directions. And so... It's kind of like, it's almost like when I'm being tagged, people want me to choose a side and I, I don't feel like I'm on a side. If I'm on a side, it's for people actually understanding what intuition is, how emotion works, what empathy is, what sympathy is, because that's human behavior. And if you don't understand human behavior, you don't understand why people are reacting in weird ways to the things that you're doing. And if you don't take time to understand human behavior and you call yourself a healer and you say, I have this information, but I don't understand how humans take in information, I'm going to be mad at that. (laughs) It's such a good point that like no one thinks about, no one thinks about because, because the people like that who are creating that kind of content, you know, the elitist content, Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about other people. I mean, that at the end of the day, they're only thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about your human behavior, why you react a certain way, how you feel. It's all about them. And that's why when you watch it, you get like that squidgy feeling because you're reading that it's bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great example of someone being intuitive and not having a high level of empathy awareness. Right. They're not in that space. Right. So it's, that's what ends up being created. And that's what feels icky to other people who are empathic. Exactly. Right. It's why this is, this may be like a slightly weird tangent, but I feel like it really relates here. This is why so many people who are very empathic, very intuitive, and who want to run sort of a business in that way. And they're, they're told like, okay, go out and market yourself, make a TikTok, five, five TikToks every day and appeal to your audience so that you get clicks. Someone who's highly empathic, that is like speaking a different language too, because we don't see the value in our time going to something that gets us clicks. What we would see the value in is going, okay, make 
one TikTok a day that would help somebody if they heard it, it would make their life better. It would make them feel differently. It would give them information to help them. That is something an empath understands, right? So right. you you keep putting this patriarchal set of values of like capitalism on top of highly intuitive empathic people, and they start going, "I don't, I don't work in this way." <laughs> right. And I'm not saying they don't want to be rich or don't want to have a lot of followers. I'm just saying it's that doesn't that doesn't create any sort of motivation or inspiration for people like that. Right. And it lends itself to having those intuitive or empathic people then sort of go to like the dark side of patriarchy and capitalism because they feel like they're stuck in this system. So I might as well like play the game, right? Yeah. It, then, you be, then you become part of the problem. It's why this like a quote unquote girl boss problem in the intuitive world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a f- future episode, upcoming episode of Girl Bosses. Stay tuned. <laughs> But that's why, because the people who are then going to thrive in those environments are people who are not highly empathic. Right. Because you had to tap in to your ego and into capitalism and what you've learned works inside capitalism to be quote unquote successful. So like you've then turned all of the intuition off. Yeah. And so you have a mask, you're, you know, you have the jangly bracelets you have the music playing in the background. You have like the incense burning, you know, off to the side. You have all that. You have the face of intuition, but it's really the mechanism of patriarchy and ego. You're putting an an empathic, intuitive aesthetic on top of a patriarchal system and a patriarchal method. And that is what pisses people off. Even if you don't know that's why you're mad, that's why you're mad. That's why you're mad when you're seeing it and you're like, this, this sucks. I don't like this. They're saying all the right things. I agree with what they're saying, but something about this is pissing me off or that's my response. Maybe it's rubbing you the wrong way. Maybe it's like, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> but like, that's because you're intuitively reading the disconnect and the like, and how disingenuous it is. Exactly. And that's such a perfect example of what intuition really is. Right. Is going like so seeing dead people. No, <laughs> it can be, but that's not the whole, like that's what's presented, right? Oh, intuitive right. people constantly see dead people. No, a really small amount of intuitive people are very in tune with speaking to ancestors who have crossed to the other side. That's not the only thing. If you're watching a TikTok and you feel uneasy about it and you can't put your finger on why, that's intuition, right? Exactly. And it, it goes the other way too, that like if you're trying, if you're making TikToks or marketing yourself and trying to do this stuff and you don't feel good about it and you don't feel excited about doing it, it's probably because you're trying to force yourself into these non-empathic, non-intuitive kind of ways of operating. Right. And the thing that's, the thing that, I want to say before everyone like gives up and and is like, we'll forget it (laughs) is that the algorithm doesn't matter if what you're putting out connects with people. I was just going to say connection is the key word. You have to connect. If you are doing something well and you are connecting with people and you have this, this real authentic part of your personality that and your energy that gets out there eventually, if you stick with it, have a little consistency with it, you will have success, right? This podcast yep. is a perfect example of that, right? Exactly. If you just keep doing that and keep on that line, you will. So 
it's this is why it's so important to understand these distinctions because if you don't know this terminology and the difference, you're going through doing this stuff and not understanding either why it's not working or why you're not feeling it. Exactly. All right. The other piece of this that I want to discuss with you is the, I can feel my throat chakra getting angry already. Okay. Is the insinuation that being intuitive or empathic is not anything except a response to trauma. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) Okay. First of all, I don't think many people understand what trauma is to be really, really honest with you. I feel like trauma could be its whole a whole episode in and of itself. It absolutely could. And I don't want to go too deep into explaining trauma because I also don't feel qualified to do such a thing. Right. So I will suggest that you go look it up for yourself. And there's right. plenty of articles by psychologists. Brene Brown does stuff about it too, who we, you know, we played a clip of hers earlier. You go and go and educate yourself about that. Right. I am gonna tell you my very simple way that I look at what trauma looks like when I'm reading it energetically. Okay. Because that is something I'm qualified to talk about. Yes, you are. Okay. I see trauma as when your ego is in a situation where it cannot find a way out of fear and it cannot find a path to safety for you. Love that. So when you're in a situation where your ego has a moment, a second, a minute, 20 minutes, an hour where it cannot find how to get you safe. It cannot Mm -hmm. navigate you there. A trauma response happens in your body. Yes. There's also a lot of misunderstanding. Like, well, people will say like, I think I have PTSD and I'll be like, okay. And they'll say, they'll describe a thing that happened last week. Right. You are not in the post trauma yet. You're in the trauma, right? Right. And those are different. So again, I'm not going to get into explaining that because I don't feel qualified to do such a thing because those are really important things. All right. If you want us to go deeper into any of those things, let us know. We can do an episode where we research and have some experts telling us exactly what it is. Happy to do that. But for the purpose of this, trauma is something that every single human being on the planet has experienced multiple, multiple, multiple times. Right. So you can't really blame it for how someone's designed. Exactly. Okay. So do I think that some people have a trauma response that utilizes their abilities, their intuitive and empathic abilities as a way to navigate themselves to safety or help themselves feel safe? Yes. And I'm going to give you an example in a minute. Do I think that just because that happened to you, you became those things? No. And I will dispel that for you happily. Okay. Let's say you go through a really traumatic experience and you have to change who you are based on it to feel safe. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example. I'm pulling from a real life client and I am changing enough details that it would never reveal who the person is. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm actually pulling from two. So in client A and client B have experienced the exact same trauma. Okay. Okay. So client, the, the trauma is being raised by alcoholic abusive parents. Okay. Okay. Client A is incredibly intuitive and incredibly empathic and uses their intuitive 
abilities and their empathic abilities to over worry and overanalyze how everyone is emotionally feeling around them in order to be safe. Okay. They're ma- they're managing everybody. Yes. They're like people pleasing. They're going out of their way to make sure you still like them. They're very insecure about that, right? They're like constantly trying to see where they stand. They're doing way too much for everybody. They're never tuning into themselves and they can clock even before someone's mood changes. They clock it changing and, and start to deal with it right? And they adjust who they are based on it. That is a trauma response. And it's utilizing your intuition and your empathy to keep yourself feeling safe based on that trauma. Gotcha. Okay. Client B has been raised in the exact same environment. Okay. Okay. Like abusive parents. They exhibit incredibly narcissistic behavior They are always trying to one up and overpower everyone in the room. They're constantly proving that they're the strongest. They speak incredibly loudly. They put other people down often. Okay. Yep. This is the way their ego has found to make themselves feel safe. Right. This does not mean that they didn't experience the same trauma. It's just the way out of it. They utilize different elements of who they were and how they operate to manage the effects of that trauma. And one of those responses is just more socially acceptable than the other. Exactly. One of them is using empathy and intuition much more obviously Mm-hmm. right? Then the other, right. the other is using it in the exact same way, right? right? That person who's trying to overpower everyone is using their intuition and their empathy to figure out how other people are feeling and what, what they're needing and using that to overpower, right? right? The other person is using it to sort of feel as if they're in people's good graces all the time. Right. The, and these are extremes, okay? Most people fall right. somewhere in the middle of these, But these responses to trauma aren't created because of the trauma. You know what I mean? The trauma is the same. The two people I'm thinking of were raised in the same household, right? Right. So it's not that. It's, It's going like, what do I have for tools? I'm highly empathic and I'm highly intuitive. What's really easy for me? People pleasing. That's where right. you go, right? It's, it's right. based on so many other things. So it isn't that you are that way because of your trauma. It's that you're that way, and that's how you navigated your way into feeling safe. Now, both of those have really toxic consequences for the person. Neither are healthy, right? right? But it isn't that the trauma is the thing that made you really hypervigilant and aware of everything around you. It's just you already were those things, so you use them to feel safe, and you haven't fully worked through healing it yet. Right. And at the end of the day, your intuition and your empathy aren't who you are. They're tools that you use to survive or to thrive. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, the social acceptability of it is, is kind of humorous when you really think about it because intuition is only really allowed in these really small areas, right? Right. Like I can think of um, like a mother saying she has mother's intuition is acceptable. Mm. Right. And there's also like a lot of proven stuff that like, women have an intuition when their baby cries that there's like a, a response in their body that is intuitive. Cause you haven't thought about it where they like wake up and sit up. Yep. And men don't have that. And if you're in a, 
like a heteronormative relationship and you've raised a child with a, you're a woman and you've raised it with a man and vice versa, you notice the reactions are different. Uh, yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> no, one's not better than the other, but one person has something that the other doesn't. Exactly. Right. So these kinds of things are acceptable, right? When a man who runs a business has a feeling about investing in a certain thing or doing this product or going for this, that is socially acceptable. But when someone has a feeling that that person has bad intentions and they move away from it, that's not acceptable. Right. Exactly. See what I'm saying? If you have a feeling and you it can intuitively feel that like you're supposed to or that something that works great for you is to to follow the moon cycles while you manifest frowned upon you must be crazy right right but if a man running a business gets this every time he gets this gut feeling that he should do something and he follows it completely acceptable exactly right it has to be packaged the right way for it to be acceptable that's the perfect way of saying it right so trauma is does it influence the way you use your intuition your intuition and your empathy? Yep. Right. Is it the reason for it? No. Right. Could it be the reason you're more you tap it and use it more? Yep. Some of us, I would put myself in this category, worked through using it toxically to using it in a more healthy way. Exactly. Not right. everyone's there. So these are just different things. And I think that the trend on TikTok to discount empathy and just claim like, no, it, it, I think it's the tone that you and I don't like. It's that like condescending, like, no, actually you're not empathic. That's a trauma response. No. I, I think the, the intention behind that is to get people to, I don't know admit that something happened to them or something's wrong and not feel like we all have to take responsibility for it and not glamorize it into being like, oh, this person did a shitty thing to me and traumatized me, but but I'll call myself empathic. I get that they don't want us doing that, but it's really condescending. It really discounts people's natural intuitive gifts, their empathic gifts. It might be coming from the right place, but it's it it feels really wrong. I agree 100%. And I'll, I'll just say something. This is this is an oversimplified statement and I'm aware that it is, but I think it might be helpful when you're trying to understand human behavior and how people respond to trauma. Mm-hmm. The biggest kind of indicator is how people's egos perceive power. Okay. So if your ego believes that it's safe to be powerful, then you're going to try to use the tools that you have, however intuitive or empathic or intelligent or emotional you are to be powerful. Right. If your ego views being powerful as not safe, then it's going to use those tools to avoid being powerful. Right. Exactly. That's a really good point. So the way that you feel as you're in the way that you're kind of being conditioned when you're growing up is going to really be the influencer on how you deal with trauma. Excellent. Excellent point. So when I see people doing the like people pleasing and, you know, like 
like worrying too much about what everyone else thinks and like that, like stopping them and like hurting them. I see people doing that. I'm not assessing their intuitive and um, empathic abilities at that moment. I'm right. I'm thinking in my in my intuitive human behavior studying brain, that person feels as though power is unsafe. Yes. Excellent point. And if I see someone trying to talk over people, right? People ask me all the time, why do men talk over intelligent women or try to mansplain to them? <laughs> because men are more taught that power is safe and women are more taught that it's unsafe. Right. Right. So that's yep. what you see that it doesn't happen with everybody, but like that someone doing that is just going, I don't feel safe unless I feel like I'm the most powerful person in this room or this area. Right. And they're just working to get themselves there. Yeah. It's all based on how you view power. <laughs> really. Right. Right. Such a good point. So it's, it's so much less about your intuitive abilities and your empathic abilities. It's more on how you use them based on how your ego feels about power. Oh, <sighs> Such good points. Okay. I mean, I think you could do a whole episode on how you view power and how we know. live in a society that tells you that power is great, but then tells you you shouldn't want it. So there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we'll wrap it there unless, Jay, you have any other questions or things you want to add into this whole discussion. No, I think I think we hit them all. I just think that it can be a very blurry topic when people think about what, where's the line between my empathy and my intuition. I hope that this helped people because they are different. Um, but I think they do go hand in hand also. Yes. Don't let someone like invalidate who you are by saying it's just a trauma response because that's right. Trauma works. And don't, if someone's like demanding a term or saying that you're not this or you're not that, if you understand what they really are, it can help you go, Oh no, that's, you're the wrong one. <laughs> I, I actually know what that means. Right. Exactly. And, and to that person who's posting about it, you know, yeah, it might be trauma. It might be trauma that you were reacting to, to people, please to feel the energy in a room. But that wasn't the trauma. It, the, the, the trauma was whatever happened. And people are just doing the best they can with what they have, right? I mean, it, yes. and unfortunately, that's empathy, right? So <laughs> if you don't have that, then you're going to be more likely to make a condescending TikTok about it. Yeah, because you're lacking connection to your own empathy. Right. Wow, that was a really nice full circle thing you just did there, Jay. Well, you know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... There are differences between being intuitive and empathic. They go together very, very often though. And so that's why there's confusion. There's difference. There's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Empathy yep. is not something that you, most people like try to be or have. It's something that's a very natural response. It's kind of an intuitive response, if you will. Right. 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 And I think if we start saying, I'm somebody who's very in touch with my intuition versus I'm an intuitive. If you start saying like, oh, I have a lot of, you know, intuitive intelligence versus I'm more intuitive than you, that is going to help us sort of look at this better because like so many things we talk about, it's all a spectrum. Right. And I was just going to say my final point would be that all of these things we're talking about are things that you can work on and learn. You're not, it's not that you're intuitive or you're not. It's not that you're emotional or you're not, or you're empathetic or you're not. Like 
you can be all of those things and you can work at being more of them. You can work at being more intuitive. And, you know, if you really want to talk to dead people, you can work on that. You know, if, if you don't feel like you're incredibly empathic or you feel like maybe your child isn't incredibly empathic, those are things that can be worked on. You can learn emotional intelligence. You can learn intuitive intelligence. Absolutely. People come dialed in a little bit more than other right. people in all of those arenas. Yeah. Right. But are they learnable? Absolutely. I, I yep. was one of the people running around in a trauma response, people pleasing. Yeah, me too. I was her. We were both her and we're both not her anymore. So that's right. just proof that you can increase those things. They're all things you already have inside of you. It's just how much time you choose to spend developing the, the skills around using them. Exactly. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IgG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.